Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at loveletters and mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I had a whole outlined episode for this week, as I often do, and I decided to shelve it this week and talk about something completely different. And I'm doing that to really stay true to what this podcast is all about and why I created it. It's a feeling I've talked about in other episodes, and I've had it with some of my own friends. And whenever I sit down to write an episode, I actually visualize sitting in the grass with my friend Grace the first time we met and just having a conversation. And that's what I want this to be about every week. And this week, there was a lot of discomfort. And actually, it's been escalating for the last few weeks. And I say that, and I'm talking about my own life. I'm talking about my friends' lives, my family members' lives. And I'm talking about the world, the collective. There's just this uptick in pressure and stress. And there is a great deal of discomfort. And I know that we are hardwired to turn away from discomfort, to not give it too much attention. Because if we shine a light on it, then people will actually see it and name it and know it, and then we'll never be able to run away from it. But again, that's not what this is all about, and that's not what I'm all about. So I just wanted to check in with this community, to anyone listening, whenever you listen to this episode. I'm sure that there will be some level of divine timing and alignment. And I just wanted to say that it is completely okay if you are not okay right now. There is a lot happening. And in the middle of a lot happening all the time, as it has been for the last few years, we are still trying to live our lives and grow, and connect, and earn money, and be creative, and love, and grieve, and do all of these things that can be challenging on the best day possible. And I know I'm having a lot of private conversations with people where they're saying things like, I don't feel that I can say this out loud, or I don't feel as if I should be sharing this with people, I don't want to bring anyone down, everyone else looks like they're doing pretty well, and I don't want to be the rain cloud in the room. I don't want to just throw off the vibe. And I think we get very self-conscious when we are in those moments of discomfort. 
If I am in pain, if I am in fear, if I'm in stress or anxiety, or I'm moving through different levels of discomfort, I want to be completely alone because I do not want to have to perform in front of anyone. And I don't want to infect anyone with my bad feelings. And it's so interesting because it is at those critical moments when what we really need is community and it is connection and it's communicating with people and to feel understood and seen and heard. And we would offer that to someone else if they came to us and said, I'm working through some really hard things. Can I just share that right now? And can you just be present? Most of us at any given moment would say, of course, because we would feel so honored that somebody was trusting us with that, trusting us with their truth. But we get self-conscious in sharing our own. I get self-conscious in sharing my own. (laughs) I don't want to talk about feelings of discomfort because it almost makes it more real. But I do know that we were not meant to move through difficult things alone. The same way we are not meant to move through amazing things, accomplishments, benchmarks, beautiful experiences all by ourselves. You know, we invite people to celebrate us for graduations or weddings or engagements or baptism, all these things we would invite people over for. Um, Even holidays, birthdays, we see the importance of connection and witnesses and shared memories and experiences and things that we can recall later in the future. But it's so interesting that in moments when we feel that we are not our best, that we almost want to run and hide. We don't want anyone to remember us like that. We don't want that shared experience, even though that might be the thing that is pushing air into our lungs. It might be the exact thing we need at the time. And it might be the exact thing that the people in our community need. It's not just about someone hearing us It's about us hearing other people. It's about us being able to show up for other people, to bear witness to them, to learn from them. And I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people share stories or show images of them at the mountaintop. And that has never actually helped me. And I know for some people that's really motivating and I get that and I honor that. But for me, it's always the thing that you don't want to show me that is going to help me. That's the key. That's the medicine. That's what I need. I need to hear about the moment that you doubted yourself, the moment that you thought all was lost, that this there was no way out of this. There was no way to get where you needed to go, to do what you needed to do, and you did it anyway. It's those critical moments, those moments that we just never want to talk about, that we want to edit out of our lives. That's where the healing happens. That's where the connection happens. And it's really challenging to anchor into our truth when we feel that our truth is currently unattractive. It's unattractive right? To be nervous and scared and uncertain. 
It feels unattractive to not have the pithy response or just to be able to pivot immediately. It's really hard to be at the crossroads emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, to be at the crossroads in a relationship and to not know how to express that or share that with other people, although you could probably use the support. And maybe this episode is a downer, you know, maybe it's not what someone needs to hear. But I know that there is one or two of you out there who are probably kindred spirits with me, and it feels so much safer to have your reality affirmed, and it almost offers some strength and a foundation. Because if we can all show up for the reality of our experiences and know that we are not alone, we know that this is not forever, that this is something to move through, to grow through, to use our emotional tools, to tap into all of those things we've been learning through life. There's hope in that. And I know that hope has been very hard to come by lately. At least for me, it is. And it's interesting because. You know, I'm talking about connection and community and communication. And for some of us, we are scattered all over the world or all over the country, and we don't have that face to face community. Or that face to face community has really taken a hit in these last two years when we were all pretty separated. So, how do you rebuild? How do you reconnect? How do you recalibrate? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I'm there myself. But I do know that every single time I have taken a chance and extended my hand in vulnerability and honored the truth of my current level of discomfort, it has been a life raft to someone in my own life, in my own circle, who needed to hear that. They didn't need to hear my, you know, the response I want to give everyone, which is, I'm doing okay. Everything's fine. (laughs) You know, I think that that saves the relationship and it really just pushes people away. The people in my own life right now, they need to hear the truth because the truth just sounds different. I wrote something earlier in my notes app and it just happens to align perfectly with this episode. I wrote, we all have things we think we can't or shouldn't say out loud, feelings too big for our bodies. I hope you know that there's room for you here. There's room for all of you. Sometimes it's the worst or most unattractive things about us, the things we think will push people away, which end up being exactly what someone else needs to hear to feel safe, seen, and connected. And that is something to think about at the end of the world and the start of a new one. I know this episode hasn't really followed the format of most of my episodes, but it felt really perfect for this week. And I hope it reaches you wherever you are and is exactly what you needed today. I wanted to share a piece by Herman Hess from his book, Wandering. And it has saved me more times than I can count, so maybe it'll save you too. For me, trees have always been the most penetrating preachers. I revere them when they live in tribes and families, in forests and groves. And even more, I revere them when they stand alone, 
They are like lonely persons, not like hermits who have stolen away out of some weakness, but like great solitary men, like Beethoven and Nietzsche. In their highest bows, the world rustles. Their roots rest in infinity, but they do not lose themselves there. They struggle with all the force of their lives for one thing only, to fulfill themselves according to their own laws, to build up their own form, to represent themselves. Nothing is holier, nothing is more exemplary than a beautiful, strong tree. When a tree is cut down and reveals its naked death wound to the sun, one can read its whole history in the luminous, inscribed disc of its trunk, in the rings of its years, its scars, all the struggle, all the suffering, all the sickness, all the happiness and prosperity stand truly written. The narrow years and the luxurious years, the attacks withstood, the storms endured, and every farm boy knows that the hardest and noblest wood has the narrowest rings, that high on the mountains and in continuing danger, the most indestructible, the strongest, the ideal trees grow. Trees are sanctuaries. Whoever knows how to speak to them, whoever knows how to listen to them, can learn the truth. They do not preach learning and precepts. They preach, undeterred by particulars, the ancient law of life. A tree says, a kernel is hidden in me, a spark, a thought. I am life from eternal life. The attempt and the risk that the eternal mother took with me is unique. Unique the form and veins of my skin. Unique the smallest play of leaves in my branches and the smallest scar in my bark. I was made to form and reveal the eternal in my smallest specific detail. A tree says, my strength is trust. I know nothing about my father's. I know nothing about the thousand children that every year spring out of me. I live out the secret of my seed to the very end, and I care for nothing else. I trust that God is in me. I trust that my labor is holy. Out of this trust, I live. When we are stricken and cannot bear our lives any longer, then a tree has something to say to us. Be still. Be still. Look at me. Life is not easy. Life is not difficult. Those are childish thoughts. Home is neither here nor there. Home is within you, or home is nowhere at all. A longing to wander tears my heart when I hear trees rustling in the wind at evening. If one listens to them silently for a long time, this longing reveals its kernel, its meaning. It is not so much a matter of escaping from one's suffering, though it may seem to be so. It is a longing for home, for a memory of the mother, for new metaphors for life. It leads home. Every path leads homeward. Every step is birth. Every step is death. Every grave is mother. So the tree rustles in the evening when we stand uneasy before our own childish thoughts. Trees have long thoughts long breathing and restful, just as they have longer lives than ours. They are wiser than we are, as long as we do not listen to them. But when we have learned how to listen to trees, 
then the brevity and the quickness and the childlike hastiness of our thoughts achieve an incomparable joy. Whoever has learned how to listen to trees no longer wants to be a tree. He wants to be nothing except what he is. That is home. That is happiness. Until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out this week's playlist on my personal Spotify account. And join me on Instagram and TikTok for daily journal prompts at Love Letters and Mixtapes. If you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.